0: We are your evening explorationists.
1: Allow me to show you something.
0: Welcome to an episode where two average and definitely unqualified college students analyze and reflect on lessons in literature and relate them to past, present, and future experiences.
1: And for more cool shit, head up our website listed in the description for more episodes, merch, and, well, even more cool shit. Hi,
0: I'm Nate. Hey, I'm Cody and We are two college students very excited to dive deep into these podcasts, and we hope you enjoy.
1: And today I'll be talking about, actually today and for the next couple episodes, on how to think like a Roman emperor. It's the Stoic philosophy of Marcus Aurelius uh, by Donald Robertson. And Donald Robertson is a great um, psychiatrist uh, that goes really deep into Marcus's life and talks about his interpretation of the meditations, which is, Scripture that Marcus Aurelius wrote as a Roman Emperor Um, And actually more about him is, you know, he was Roman Emperor. Uh, He ruled for 20 years Uh, 161 to 180. Uh, He was considered one of the five good emperors of Rome. It was a time of peace and tranquility Um, He was born in Italy in 121 AD to die at the end of his rule, which is 180 uh, due to the plague Um, And for those who don't know stoicism It means everything is neither good nor bad. Uh, It's only good or bad to your goals, and you choose how to live your life. Um, It involves positive emotion, reduces negative emotion, and um, it helps people live virtuously.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, it's really important throughout these uh, podcasts, um, not even just in this book, uh, but any other book that we decide that uh, we're going to read and Uh, dive into uh, is that we're going to circle back to Stoicism. Um, And like Nate said, how everything is neither good nor bad. It's um, essentially what you make of it. So we essentially just need to accept that uh, life is like a river um, and it's going to flow and it's not going to stop flowing. So just go with the flow and let's practice Stoicism.
1: Right. And um, throughout these next couple episodes, we're going to be talking about this book. And uh, there's a lot of great stories, but. I think today we're going to start with the story of Marcus and Lucius. Now, it's two sides of a coin, really. Uh, you have Marcus Aurelius, who is a Stoic at heart, but it took decades for him to learn this. And he was heir to the throne, right? He's, he's somehow related to Caesar, one of the greats. Um, but ultimately, he used his education to further himself in philosophy and ruled with that um, Stoicism. And Lucius, his brother... Um, he had technically heir to the throne, but they actually ruled as co-emperor for a long time before Lucius's untimely death. Marcus, he is different. <laughs> Basically, you have Lucius who is, um, he is not really a philosopher, he's more of a partier. Um, he, he, I, I mean, there's no better way to describe him. He just goes for those empty pleasures of partying, casual sex, drinking, just abusing his royalty, um... One, one interesting story was when Lucius was sent to go, it was a, sorry, it's a true highlight of their relationship. Lucius was sent to go, uh, command a legion in the Middle East or Asia, one of the two. And, um, Marcus had sent him and it was supposed to take two months or whatever. Said he grabbed someone from his party and said, Hey, go, go take these people and you go lead them and I'll go party. (laughs) So he ended up partying that whole time that they were just trying to push the front uh, eventually marcus had to go and bring him back um so that just describes it and i think that's that's key because you know there's people in between those two but um ultimately i mean we're not roman emperors it would be nice <laughs> um but uh but no there's people in between but you know that's the two it's the two dramatic parts and marcus even he was criticized for this different nature because um he would go to um sporting events, and sporting events at the time, you know, you ever seen, like, Gladiator 300? Oh, yeah, 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 So, it's just, like, bloody, um, just completely killing other people, and, you know, he went to those, and he went to, um, you know, parties and stuff, but merely for the, fit, like, the political appearances, and, um, obviously, Lucius went to those, and he always questioned, like, is this really fun, is this really, p- is this really how people want to live their life, is go to these parties, you know, that it- maybe even some people that they're not going to know, you know, in a couple of years. So he was influenced, actually wasn't influenced by the criticism. Um, he says, show gratitude, not to those who flatter us, but to those who rebuke us. And I think that's important because, you know, not only in the age of social media, <laughs> but also back then when people were saying, oh, you can't have these friends because they're commoners. They're not you know popular. Whereas Marcus would choose friends based off of Worthiness and, you know, understanding that they're going to be there for him or they can provide insight to help him work towards his goals, and um, I think that's also important today. So.
0: Yeah. So I mean, you bring up a lot of really good points. Um, there's really two two big sides, um, and honestly, I think that's what separates people in college. You have your Marcuses who um, stay straight arrow. They, uh, go to class, they study and they get their work done, get good grades, stainless, whatever it might be. And then you have the, um, the other side with, uh, Lucius and where people, um, don't focus on, um, the important things that really are, uh, the things that are really going to better them at the, at the end of the day. Um, and so I think, um, kind of, reflecting this on to college and things that we've seen i mean we've we've seen quite a bit of um both sides i mean we've seen both extremes
1: yeah no i i completely agree i mean coming out of that covid you know everyone knows covid (laughs) for this gets outdated a couple years you know you know world like domination of this virus or whatever uh set everyone inside and quarantining regardless of your political stance on it. But we were all supposed to quarantine, I should say. And uh, yeah, coming out of that, it just opened us up to who's really this, who's really that, because everyone's in quarantine, everyone's bored, and then we get out, and how are you going to now fill your time? Whereas in quarantine, oh my gosh, I'm gonna wake up. No, at least for me, I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna work out in my basement, I'm gonna play video games for most of the day, maybe go for a run, but you know, quarantining, so I can't really do much. Um, but that's just how I see it. So how else are you going to spend that? I really like your, uh, your take on
0: the, the COVID, um, quarantine era uh per per se i mean i reflect all the time and say oh my gosh like do you remember quarantine yeah and like, and good times said, though yeah dude good times Fortnite. yes <laughs> the, whole, the works the works all those and uh but no during that time uh, for me it wasn't really about like uh what what i did um and how i could better myself i was more focused on like Man, like I get to go on a walk with my family after dinner again. Right. Like I get to walk with my dogs. Like I get to spend a lot of time with my family that I really wouldn't normally get to.
1: And the revival of board games too. Like who doesn't love sitting around the yes. table playing? Like I don't know. I, I think we played Monopoly one time. But
0: um, but for me, it, it more came uh, recently where um, I wanted to see what change I could make um, as far as. Uh, An internal look uh, but taking a few steps back at the beginning of college. I um, Focused more on uh, an external look um, how I could fix my personal and professional development on an external level Um, And then I realized that man Maybe it's time to keep it in balance and keep my external and internal balance the same so it's time to take a look inward and uh, I think taking more of a Marcus approach to life currently is where where I like to go.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. I I completely agree. I mean, college is about growing. Um, just from our experience, you know, ultimately we're in college now. Like, it's time to work. And I, I I wanna look forward a little bit because you think about workplace and you go to you go to work, say it's a ninety five nine to five, you come home. I mean I even knew someone who I, I used to work with would would just work go home, drink a beer, watch TV, go to sleep, obviously dinner and stuff. But, um, but that's what their life pretty much revolved around that job. That was what got them out of bed. And they lost that job. And now like, what are you going to do? And that doesn't even talk about their weekends and, and stuff like that. So finding that hobby, right? So I just want to make it known that stoicism, right, is not Being perfect and Epitetis and we'll just say Marcus for now. um, They all messed up. (laughs) They all had their training. They all had their anger moments. They all had their weaknesses. But ultimately, they progressed and they learned and they stuck at it. And they still weren't perfect. So when we talk about the workplace things, it's okay to have a beer, right? It's okay to you know go to a party. Obviously, Marcus did it. So if you're going to ask how would a Marcus approach this situation of growing up of um, you know, living, say college lifestyle. If, <laughs> if I met Marcus in 2021, that would be awesome. I don't know about you, but I mean, I'd shake his hand. <laughs> oh, no, one hundred percent, I mean, after everything that you've told me, I mean, you've been
0: the pro on this book and I really appreciate <laughs> taking the time to, um, really read this and teach me about it. But yeah, no, Marcus sounds incredible. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. And, and I think one of the most important things, um, is figuring out values. And I was listening to a podcast um, about the Bhagavad Gita. It's uh, it's in Hinduism. And um, it's a scripture that goes into detail about Dharma, which is like your duty. It's your responsibility in life. And once you find that Dharma, you go balls deep. You just put everything towards that goal, your responsibility in life. And it can be small. It can be big. Um, but ultimately, I think that's, that's also what connects to the stoicism. Because Marcus said one of the first things you want to do In order to live virtuously is to figure out your values. So you know what's a vice and what's a virtue so you can live virtuously. Because that's the ultimate point of life, is to live a full life. Um, One of the strategies he recommended, or at least Donald Robertson recommended, was meditation um, in the morning and evening. And that can be many forms, you know, sitting the um, (laughs) singing, saying um, finding that focus or even... You know, writing, writing out problems, writing out, you know, your vices and your virtues um, so you can see it from a third party uh, standpoint. And I mean, I've tampered with it a little bit and you started to get into it, right?
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, so, well, I before we go any further, I kind of want to take a step back. Okay. Um, you were mentioning things um, about... Uh, recognizing it's okay to have a beer. It's okay to uh, do this or that. um, Whatever it might be. Now I was having a really good conversation with a family friend the other day. Um, and it didn't come up in the conversation. But after a couple minutes of letting the conversation really simmer, um, I the word empathy popped in my head. Um, and now what do you what do you think the relation is between empathy and stoicism?
1: Right. So. The idea of stoicism is acceptance. So, the book ends. I'll get into it in another episode, but it just dives into Marcus's last like couple words, and it's so just raw stoicism. He just accepts death. Like, he he's had to bury numerous family members, and at this point, he's just accepting death. So, how would Marcus approach empathy? Um, that's a good question because you're supposed to accept other people for how they are. So he says every morning he would write or he would repeat to himself that he will come into contact with ultimately idiots. He would tell himself every day that he would come, um, into the world to meet idiots. And the wise man who thinks rationally doesn't, isn't surprised when something bad happens. So empathy, something bad does happen and you empathize with that person. That's your human, but deep down you have to use that mindfulness which we'll talk about in a bit where you you understand that that already happened for a reason and you have to come to terms with that but the other person might not come to terms with that so as long as you're looking inward and respecting that they have their view on how it happened and their coping method that's all that matters stoicism is looking inwardly so i don't know if empathizing would be a great and i don't mean to portray stoicism in a bad light because you're not supposed to be a dick when you're stoic, right? It's more about like completing your life before, you know, editing or commenting on anyone else's life. So,
0: sure. Yeah, I mean, um I mean, we have talked about how uh uh everything is neither good or bad as uh, the definition um says. Uh and so I was just wondering because empathy is that external look, uh and stoicism is more of an internal look. I was wondering how um, they might, they might balance because, um, whether it's not like a goal for yourself, say like, man, I want to make a million dollars someday, but then there's going to be some people that are next to you, same, your peers, um, teachers, whatever it might be. They're okay with working that nine to five, having a small family, going home, drinking that beer and going to bed. That's, that's totally up to them. Now, just because it's not your goal doesn't mean it's a bad goal. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah. I think it's really important to recognize is that people are, people are going to be different. Not everyone wants to be a millionaire. Not everyone wants to work a nine to five. Not everyone wants to get a college degree. Um, so I think that's really important to recognize in, in stoicism and it it's, it's not an external look. It's, it's truly what you will do to better yourself. Um, as far as, uh, neither good nor bad, but, um, how you can help yourself to reach those goals that you really want to get to.
1: And for the record, I am not answering on behalf of the Stoicism. This is my interpretation. Keep in mind that we are unqualified as hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, that that was my I don't want to say guess, but educated educated response. Um, yeah, that's a great that's a great outlook in connection to that. Um, another important thing before we get into mindfulness and the book that comes along with that is accept being different from the typical. So that is really what Marcus strived you know, he, he did his own thing. He, he was looking at political papers, at parties, at social events. So we come to the terms of moderation, right? And it, really good quote. It says the majority are too weak to do without and to enjoy things in moderation that most people cannot enjoy without going to excess. And I think that's really important because not only do you want to talk about partying and drinking and going to these social events, but take a look inward or relationships in general, take it just relax and understand that since everything changes like coming back to that river analogy um, there's going to be objects in there and it's still going to flow so if you moderate the amount of objects and the amount of things that you do you'll come to appreciate it more and it's it's important not to overvalue something but it's also important to accept that they're going to be bad you know if you continue to do this is this and we'll get into habits later but the moderation aspect is one of the biggest things of Stoicism. So you can choose your virtues and moderate them so that you can work with them. And it's not just twenty four seven you're doing this activity or you know that moderation thing with coming home drinking a beer that turns into a habit and we'll dive into that in another episode. But I mean now I think it's a it's a good time to really look at the
0: the mindfulness um, and I think that really goes along with moderation um, because uh, in my opinion, they go hand in hand. Uh, moderation, you're looking at not doing things too much, too little. It's just the right amount. Uh, (laughs) just the right temperature is like the the Goldilocks and the three bears or, uh, whatever it's at. Um, but with mindfulness, um, going back again, uh, to the stoicism, um, definition, everything is neither good nor bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's, Mindfulness, in my opinion, is more, um, it's about like your, your outlook um, and how you are uh, treating um, yourself in respect to the goals that you have. And are they achievable? Are, um, are you working hard enough to get there? Are you being mindful of the person you are at the current moment in time? Um, and uh, a really cool quote here is uh, the very notion of someone else observing your thoughts and feelings can be enough to make you
1: pause and consider them. I, c- I couldn't agree more. I mean, you think about the story we just told about Marcus and Lucius, and that another really interesting piece was that Marcus would often compare himself to Lucius and say, "Okay, here are his vi- here are his- here's his goal, right? And then what are the things he's doing to get there?" And then he looks inward and says, am I doing those same things to get to my goal? Or am I emulating those vices or those, those activities that I would consider vices and therefore, to some degree, make him a better person by looking at, you know, I don't want to say the worst, but I mean, obviously it wasn't ideal because Marcus did live to be, um, what was it, like 60? And Lucius was like 40. Right. I don't know exactly the age, but looking for those vices, looking for those virtues and other people is a great way to also look internally because you can compare yourself to that and yeah i mean you said it it's pretty much looking inward it's understanding yourself but i think one of the most important things is stoicism in anyone's life you don't even have to practice stoicism is know your values because ultimately you got to figure out which you're working towards and mindfulness is probably the best way to do that so how do you how do you find mindfulness right that's the question and it's different for everyone. I think that mindfulness is morning and evening meditation of writing. So that's what we talked about earlier. That's a good uh, a good use of your time, reflecting on you know the days, and uh, you know just finding time to figure out you. Maybe take a break from relationships. Maybe uh, just put some distance. You know, we talk about cognitive distancing, and that that'll come into the habits and and anger section, but. Cognitive distancing is looking at your problems from a third perspective, from a different point of view of judgment, saying, okay, those over there are my problems. And you can look at them rationally, you can understand them from a neutral point of view, without emotions. And uh, Donald Robertson, we'll go into this again in another episode, but just to introduce it, is Catastrophizing. <laughs> uh, I I totally butchered that. <laughs> <laughs> Catastrophe, but at the end. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. No, I get it. It's where you put emotion to the point where the pain you feel has amplified. So you get shot in the leg. I mean, no shit, it's going to hurt. But if you go, oh, my leg is bleeding. Oh my gosh, it hurts so bad. I, I can't bear this anymore. It's going to hurt more. It, obviously, you're going to react. You have a voluntary, involuntary reaction. But stoicism and then mindfulness is about your, your voluntary reaction to that. And I don't have the quote, but again, I'm paraphrasing where the judgments about things make them scarier than they actually are. So when you get shot in the leg, you think about it so much, you're just ready to give up when really, if you take a step back, mindfulness, you're good. But again, this is Marcus Realis we're talking about the dude that had training for decades on mindfulness.
0: Yeah, yeah, um,
1: and I mean, we're gonna call
0: ourselves and late night stoics for <laughs> right. however many episodes that we have. I mean, we have these conversations late at night, but are we really stoics yet? No, nah, I, I mean, we're still learning, man. <laughs> we're, we're getting there, <laughs> but uh, no, I think we we keep making these steps forward where we read um, books that are gonna be self help, motivational, um, money making, um, just empowerment leadership whatever it might be books that we will take the time to read and understand and bring to the table and to discuss and really bring our mindfulness and values uh to the table Uh, and yeah i just it's it's crazy it's a lot
1: to learn hepatitis once said sheep don't vomit up grass to show the shepherds how much they've eaten but rather digest their food inwardly and produce good wool and milk outwardly That's it for this episode. Come back soon to listen to more unqualified philosophical views and other cool shit.